You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 404, Leading Through a Transition in Acts of the Apostles, Part 2. So last week we started talking about this really important subject of leading through a transition. And this can be any kind of a transition. You may be stepping into a new leadership role. You might have just gotten promoted and you're taking over a new team. Well, that's a transition. It's a transition for you. It's a transition for the team. Maybe you're a a pastor going to a different church. Uh, I've got a couple of pastor friends, and they're part of denominations that uh, change pastors periodically. And so that's a big transition when you go from one church to another, and especially if you're in that church and you've got a new pastor coming in, that's a big transition. Uh, Maybe the company's been bought out. I've got a good friend who just sold his business that he had built for 20 plus years, and after doing due diligence and making sure he had the right people, he sold this company and then was asked to stick around and to help lead through the transition, to, to basically come on staff of the company that he just sold as, as the, the president and to keep running the day-to-day operations. And so um, he's able to help them, his employees, uh, lead uh, to, to make it through that transition. He is leading them through the transition. So last week we talked about three important things. We're going to talk about three more today, but just to recap, we talked about the the, the qualities of a transitional leader. First of all, they've got to be uh, collaborative. You've got to be able to draw people in. You've got to make them want to work together, especially if you're the new leader. Um, why should they work with you? You want to get them on your side. You want to you want to be working with these folks. You 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 want to create an atmosphere where everybody's opinion counts, and you want them willingly joining in and, and becoming a part of what you're doing. So so collaborative is a big deal. Having a clear vision. Uh, often the vision changes when the leader leaves, and and if your vision is changing substantially, it needs to be cleared. It needs to be communicated clearly. That's that's a big deal. Um, but what is that vision? Maybe you're going along with the vision of, of the organization, and 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 you know whatever that might be is is communicating it clearly, having a clear vision, and and then also telling your team how you're going to get there. And then the third one we talked about last week was courage. Um, if, if you don't have courage, you're going to have a difficult time with transitional leadership because nobody, I mean, if we're honest, change is one of those things nobody looks for. Change, nobody wants change. Nobody asks, hey, let's change things up. Most people don't do that. But at the same time, pretty much everybody would say they do want to get better and it, they would like to see their organization get better. Well, that requires change, but of course that requires courage. 
and even being able to push forward when there's resistance and when you start hearing people say, well, you know, we didn't do it like that under the previous leader. That's, we've never done it that way before. Um, do you have the courage to stand by your convictions? And are you able to, as we said, be collaborative and communicate a clear vision about why you need to possibly go in a different path? So today we're going to pick up um, with number four. And uh, the, the we're talking about qualities of a transitional leader. Number four is you need to be inspiring. I mean, look, we would hope that just sharing that clear vision would inspire people. But often people are more inspired by the personality of the leader than they are maybe by the vision itself. Now, look, I get it. I'm not Mr. Charisma myself. And, 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 and I know everybody doesn't have that charismatic personality, but we can still work on developing uh, these qualities in ourselves that allow us to inspire other people. If we can't motivate the people in our church, on our team, in our business, in our organization, we're going to have trouble moving forward. This really played out to me when I was working for the police department. I've got a 30-year uh, police career under my belt. I retired as a lieutenant. Uh, and, and, and what I saw was... As a, a supervisor and then ultimately as a manager with the police department, how we motivated our, our people was a very interesting thing because I couldn't promise them a raise. I had no control over the money. The only control I had over the money was um, with yearly evaluations, and almost everybody got the nominal 3% raise every year. Um, when you did their evaluation. So, so that wasn't really, I mean, you had to be a real, real, real screw up to not get to pass your evaluation to get that raise. So, so honestly, you don't have the, the ability to communicate about money or to, to affect a person's salary. So how do you motivate them? Well, you create a positive environment. You, um, you know, work with people on giving them off days when they want particular off days, and you can accommodate that. Letting people go to training, giving them opportunities to try new things, uh, being honest with people. There's all these kinds of things that you can do that are going to motivate people, and, and, and I think being an inspiring leader is going to really help as you move through this transition. We will be right back. I was just talking about uh, qualities of a transitional leader, and, and, and one of them is being inspiring. Well, I want to inspire you. I want to motivate you to check out this week's resource highlight, Peter and Paul in Acts. This is my first book. I wrote this. This was my doctoral dissertation. Um, it's been edited for readability, so, you, so you'll be able to, you know, I think really enjoy it. It's really a book that should be on every believer's um, bookshelf because it's going to help you as you read through the Acts of the Apostles. We go in and we do a deep dive into the ministries of Peter and Paul and look at how they, they planted churches and look at how they did evangelism and look at how they did pastoral ministry. And what did their apostolic ministries look like? But we also do a historical overview of the early church. We, we provide a great context for where the, the Acts of the Apostles fits in 
to, to the early church and the canon of Scripture, but also because they're so closely connected, we, we do an introduction as well to Luke, uh, the Gospel of Luke, and, and show how these two books work together. They're written by the same author, and so there's a, there's a great introduction to Luke, the Gospel of Luke as well. So by all means, click on the link, read a little bit of Peter and Paul and Acts, and then buy it because I know you will love it. All right, well, let's jump back in. We're talking about the, the qualities of a transitional leader. We just mentioned inspiring, the, the, the need to motivate people. Now let's just talk about, this is a little bit of a development of that same one, but it's also different as well, people skills. A, a transitional leader needs good people skills. There is nothing worse than being on the receiving end of a transition. You're, you're an employee, you're a team member, you're a church member, whatever, and the new leader comes in, and pretty quickly you realize they have very minimal people skills. People aren't really drawn to them. They're not really. They don't want to talk to you. They're. They're. It, it's. It's just a crazy thing that they've made it as far in their life as they have as a leader, and yet they don't have people skills. You know. I found in every arena of leadership, whether it was in the police department and uh, supervising and managing many, many different uh, uh, groups and work units and different areas, or in the church overseeing a number of different kinds of ministries or, or wherever it might be. You know, one of the things that I've found that is, is one of the greatest thing any leader can do and it costs you nothing, and it costs you absolutely zero money, but it's a really simple thing, and it's just simply get to know your people. You don't have to be best friends with everybody. You don't have to, you know, go out to eat with everybody. You don't have to invite everybody over to your house, but it, in the context of, of, of serving and working with them, you need to get to know them. What makes them tick? What do you know about their personal lives? Are they married? Do they have kids? What are their dreams? What are their aspirations? Well, how, how do you find that out? Well, you just ask questions. You just spend time talking to them, getting to know them, asking them questions. You know, the thing about a, a transition in any organization, a leadership transition, is there's very often a lot of emotions involved. There's a lot of people who, who may still be feeling hurt because the previous leader left. They may be feeling abandoned because the previous leader left. Maybe the previous leader left under bad circumstances and, and they're still angry at something that happened under the previous leader. These are real emotions. And as a transitional leader, how are you going to deal with that? Well, we're talking about people skills. Getting to know them. Letting them talk. Asking them questions listening. You know, becoming a good listener is such a powerful tool for anybody, but especially for someone in leadership. Learning to listen to your people, give them the opportunity to kind of share what's what they're feeling and what they're thinking. Because when you do that, you're helping them to process those emotions, those feelings, and you're going to help them to move forward. This is what Peter did after, after Jesus had been taken back up into heaven. He, he spent time with this other 120 believers. And he, as we talked about last week, he, he pulled them in as they uh, you know, looked for a, for a new 
apostle after Judas had betrayed Jesus. And he, he got everybody involved, and they, they, they voted, and they set two men before him. And, and, and then they, they cast lots and, and prayed and, and, and you know, chose one of those men to be an apostle. Um, you see Peter, Peter's people skills. Yeah, try and say that fast. Peter's people skills in relating to people in the early church. Uh, he worked with John. Uh, ultimately, he was uh, with Paul, uh, with with so many others. We know that, that that John Mark was connected with Peter, and we see them going and, and, and planting churches and doing evangelism. We see James. We talked about this last week from chapter 15 of Acts. The, the council in Jerusalem, the big theological debate. Should new converts who aren't Jews, Greek converts to Christianity, be required to be circumcised and keep the law? And, and James did such a great job of listening to everybody. Everybody got to express what they thought, what they felt, Ultimately, James, uh, using so much wisdom, made it a matter of prayer and discussion. And because he had become such a good leader by that point, he was able to say, this is what, after listening to everybody, this is what I think we should do. Let's move forward. And everybody fell in behind him. Um, Developing those people's skills, do it at the beginning, continue to do it, but it's really, really hard if you, you come in as the transitional leader and you realize six months down the road you haven't earned the, the respect or the trust of your people because you don't have people skills. Come in at the beginning, talk to people, get to know them, and, and I promise you it's going to pay off in the long run. All right, well, that's number five. Number six, the last one, we'll wrap up with this, leading through a transition in the Acts of the Apostles is over-communicate. Over-communicate. This is going to help dispel anxiety, and it's going to help build trust. As we said, James, when they were dealing with that serious theological issue, look, this could have split the church up. This could have really spelled doom for Christianity. And when he said, this is what we're going to do, he began to communicate how it was going to happen. We'll write a letter. We'll have this letter distributed to all the churches, letting them know what our decision is. Well, they didn't just stop there. They didn't just send this letter out. They sent Paul and Barnabas and and others, and they they took this letter around to the different churches, and they read it, and then they had representatives from the church in Jerusalem reiterate it to know that this wasn't just Paul and Barnabas' idea, and then they were there to answer questions and and, and just make sure everybody was on the same page. You communicate, you communicate, you communicate. And, you know, often we think that, well, I've said that before. They should know. Listen, people don't listen. People don't listen. If you don't get anything out of this, as the leader, understand your people, because this is, our, this is us, this is me, this is you. Human nature is, it usually takes us a few times of hearing the same thing before it lodges in our minds. I wished it wasn't like that, but the fact of the matter is we've, we've all got these different influences bombarding us, social media and emails and text and pick, pick, pick whatever you want. There's multiple things that are bombarding us and competing for our attention. And so 
Um, we can't be surprised that, that people don't get what we're trying to say the first time around. So communicate, communicate, communicate. Over-communicate, and your people will love you for it. Um, when we over-communicate, uh, my, my attitude when I was a leader in the police department was, there's no secrets. If there's something I can possibly tell you, I'll tell you. There's obviously material that's, that's confidential, that can't be shared, but I found in the everyday life of the police department, there wasn't much that I couldn't share. Now, other supervisors didn't look at it like that. You've known them and I've known them. These, these guys and girls who feel that if they've got the information, they've got the power, and they'll give it out in just little bit of doses, little doses at a time, and it makes them feel important and it makes them feel needed. Uh, my attitude was always, let me just tell you, this is everything that I know. And if something changes, I'll let you know that. Your people, when they realize what you're doing, they're going to trust you more. And the anxiety of possibly, you know, what's going on in the, the, the organization is going to be dispelled because you're being transparent with them. So over-communicate. One more time, just a quick overview. Last week, collaborative, have a clear vision, and be courageous. And then this week, we talked about the power of being inspiring. How do you motivate your people? Um, the power of people skills, getting to know them, understanding what makes them tick, um, helping them uh, to, to be able to express the emotions they're feeling after the transition. And then number six is over-communicate. Communicate in writing, reinforce it. Um, if you've got, you know, email at work, text threads, messaging, inner, 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 uh, office texting, whatever it is, communicate, communicate, communicate. Well, I'd love to hear from you. What other things can you think of that are very important when you're leading through a transition? And I'd love it if you could pull another example out of the Acts of the Apostles. There's, there's so many great ones there. Those were just the two I pulled from Peter in Acts 1 and James in, in, uh, in Acts 15. But great examples of leading through a transition. Well, if you find something or you want to share something, go to davidspell.com, leave a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. We will see you next week on Leading.